Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient 18s in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am your host, Tom Barton, from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out over there, TomBartonSports.com, at TomBartonSports over on Twitter, or the X as they call it now, Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube, at TomBartonSports at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. Guys, in the Ivy Leagues, it may be early. And, and we're sitting here, and most Ivy Leagues, what do they have? You know, two games under their belt. Uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. But we only have one undefeated Ivy team left. Most of these teams are jumbled up, and one team that's 0-2. It's going to be an interesting, interesting race from here on out. We're going to take a look at what happened last week. We're going to take a look at preview at what is going to happen this week. I've been pretty right. If you've been following me along, I am uh, giving you guys a lot of good insight and and some pretty decent picks over the course of this, uh, just saying what I believe is going to happen. I I can tell you that I have been completely and utterly right about the Harvard Crimson. I have been completely and utterly wrong about Princeton, and Columbia just continues to shock me despite their record. So let's get into it. First things first, I have been right all along about Harvard. I thought that they would be able to to walk away with a pretty pretty good victory here. I mean, good victory. Harvard scored the first 48 points. The first 48 points to win 48-7 to over Howard this week. Harvard rose again in the FCS ranks, the top 25. They moved up one spot in the AFCA coaches poll and uh, the stats performance FCS top 25. Number 17 in the coaches poll, number 18 in the stats performance poll. They are climbing the ranks. Now, there's a good argument to be had. It's a whole separate show, and we might get into that. Whole argument to be had that they should be really, really ranked a lot higher than that. I don't like the rankings where they are at right now. I'm happy that Harvard's getting some love here, but the reality is is that they should be ranked higher than where they are. To me, they're a top 10 team. I, I don't think that there's any doubting that. They have the defense by far. They have explosive offensive players. I, I mean, Abby, 16 carries 120 yards, three touchdowns. They didn't even need the Prima, who got player of the week the week before that, right? So, you, you see how they could beat you in a multitude of ways. Uh, by the way, uh, Primo, 128 yards in the air. That's it, but he did throw for two touchdowns. So you can see how they could beat you in a multitude of ways. To me, this is a top-10 team. It's a top-10 team going forward. They're 5-0 overall, 2-0 in the Ivies, 4-0 at home. They just continue to steamroll their way through not only this conference, but through the season, and you got to feel good about Tim Murphy there and what, what a job he's doing. It really... It was a team that in the preseason, we went over the rankings. You guys could go back and look at those old shows. Went over the rankings and who thought who was going to be where and what the media said about this Harvard team. And I told you guys, I thought that they would be better than what they were getting credit for. A lot of people had them in like fourth place. I thought that they would be better. Even I didn't think that they would be steamrolling teams like this. Yale, who a lot of people believe was the best team. Well, they moved to three and two, two and two at home with a decisive win over Sacred Heart, 31 to three. You look at what Sacred Heart did in this game. It was all the offense 
that they could muster because they couldn't muster anything, right? So they, they have they have decent stat lines across the way. I mean, Madison, 15 carries, 92 yards, you know. Uh, but but they weren't able to get anything done. Well, look, Yale was up 21 nothing at the half. Really took their foot off the brake. They scored a late kind of garbage time touchdown. Full control of Yale. And this is what you not needed to be if you were Yale. You needed to kind of look at what Harvard's doing and say, okay, we got to keep pace. I know it's an out-of-conference game, but you want to keep pace, especially at home, especially in this situation. This is a big, decisive win for them. Uh, Bucknell goes into Cornell. Cornell, not a team that we thought was going to have lofty expectations, but I thought they maybe could fight for that fourth spot. No. 21-13, they lose to Bucknell at home. At the time, Bucknell came in with just one win on the year. Cornell is 0-2 at home. Uh, Wong has not looked good. He just, look, he's massively talented. Just could not put it together in this one. 13 points. They only mustered two field goals before the half. Nothing in the fourth quarter when they're trying that comeback. Uh, The Bucknell defense is not really that great, guys. This is a bad loss. There's no way to put it. Dartmouth goes on the road, takes on Colgate. and Going on the road in any situation is a tough situation. I get that. Uh, but another disappointing loss for Dartmouth in overtime. They go down 27-24. Colgate, a one-win team at that point. Colgate is not a good team by any, any, any estimate. They blocked a field goal attempt in overtime, and that's how they got their win. But it shouldn't have been that way. It really shouldn't have. Howard for Dartmouth, 16 carries, 62 yards, but he did have two touchdowns, which was nice. Scott, 185 yards through the air on 10 receptions. Proctor, 278 through the air. Uh, they just couldn't get it done when they needed to get it done. And they put themselves behind in a bind. Look, they were down 17-3 at the half. And they they were, look, they, they were down 24-10 to going into the fourth quarter. Put up 14 in the fourth quarter, and they just couldn't finish it off. This is a disappointing loss for Dartmouth. Luckily, it's not in conference. I get it. It's just not something that you want to see. Penn goes on the road and beats Columbia. But here we go. Like I said, Columbia just keeps impressing me despite their losses. Penn is 4-1, 1-1 one, one in the Ivy. Columbia, the only 0-2 team in the Ivies, 2-3 and three overall. But they keep this one within three points. I mean, look, Penn is in contention here to be the best team in the Ivies after Harvard, right? Uh, Sayin had a big game. You look at Richardson had a big game, 91 yards on seven catches. But it didn't matter. Columbia wouldn't let them go. And Columbia's been doing that. right? Look, Columbia had a lead at the half. Columbia had a lead going into the fourth quarter in this one. They just couldn't quite finish it off. That's what we're looking at with the Columbia Lions. They, they're impressing me. They just can't get over the hump and get those Ws. And then I would say the surprising game of the week, although at this point in the season, I don't think we could call it surprising anymore. Princeton goes down in overtime against Brown. In Brown, I get it. It's a road game, but Brown, Princeton's supposed to be the better team here, and Princeton has kind of fallen off. They're 1-1 one one in the Ivies, 2-3 and three overall. Uh, Brown goes to 3-2. and two. Wilcox has just been fantastic. Wilcox has put this team on his shoulders week after week. 354, two touchdowns, two interceptions were, were the problem, but we did talk about the interceptions last week. How about Mahoney? Eight receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. But I do want to turn my attention to Princeton, who has just been massively disappointing this year. You come in with those lofty expectations. Going on the road in game one and beating San Diego on the road in that tough environment. I know you're, you're a better team than San Diego, but it's still a tough environment. Winning that game, I, I said, okay, here we go. It's going to be the same Princeton team. They're going to be good again. Bri- losing to Bryant at home, there's just no excuse for that. And we talked about it at the time. Columbia, they, they, they got the win. 10-7 win over Columbia. Columbia's playing everybody tough, but come on. Lafayette, 12-9, loss. And now Brown, 28-27. 
you can be the optimist and you can say, look, they lost to Bryant by three, Lafayette by three, and Brown by one. They've lost three games by seven total points. You can be that optimist, okay? And I'm going to tell you, they beat Columbia by three. They're playing close games, and they're just not able to score. Their scoring totals, 23 points, 13 points, 10 points, 9 points, 27 points. Not going to win many games scoring under 20 points. You're just not. And that's the reality of Princeton right now. They cannot find their offense. And now they go this week on the – they're back home, and they go on the docket in Ivy League play to take on this Harvard team. A Harvard team that's been steamrolling everybody. A Harvard team that's putting up 40 points per game. A Harvard team that should completely outclass them. Before the year, if you ask me what the spread was going to be, before the year, if you ask me, you know, what are we thinking about this? This is a – Princeton's a favorite in this game. I, I mean, that, that's what it was. Princeton would – it wouldn't have been a big favorite, but Princeton would have certainly been a home favorite in this game, coming in with the lofty expectations. Harvard has to be not only the favorite, the, the, the definitive favorite in this game. Now, Princeton might be able to kind of – lace their boots up and keep this a close defensive game for a little while. But I don't think you're stopping this Harvard offense. The Harvard offense is multifaceted because you have a running quarterback and you have uh, what he can do in DePrima. But Harvard's put up 45, 34, 38, 41, 48. Okay, and don't tell me they were against bad teams because Holy Cross is not a bad team, right? I mean, Holy Cross was was kind of there staking their claim. I think Harvard also knows that what stands in front of them is an outright Ivy League title and maybe an undefeated season. It's too early for them to talk about it, but I can talk about it. With five games left, they have at Princeton. This is one of the, the this is one of their toughest games. This is their toughest game until the game at Yale, right? So you have at Princeton, tough game. Then you got Dartmouth at home. That's a look, what they just did is a cold game. That's a, that's a game. I'm not saying it's a sure win. Harvard's supposed to win, and they're gonna win nine times out of ten. At Columbia, as well as they've been playing, Harvard's going to win that game, or at least supposed to win that game. Penn, tough game, but they get it at home in Cambridge. Again, if they get by Princeton, they're saying we're going into the game undefeated. And that's the way that this Harvard team has to look at it. And you have to look at what they are doing. The Prima's taken over. Their defense has taken over. Their offense is explosive. I don't think that there's any letdown in this Harvard team. I really don't. I think that Harvard is the class of this conference. Princeton is totally out of sorts. And I'm going to be interested to see what the narrative is this week for uh, media sources outside of myself that want to pump up Princeton being at home and maybe them correcting it. And if they win, they could get back into this thing. All of that is true, but you haven't watched the games. Harvard is unstoppable right now. Princeton can't get out of its own way. Yale stays at home. They take on Penn. Penn's 4-1 and overall, 1-1 in the Ivies. Again, Yale 3-2, and 1-1. This is going to be that separation game. Right now, you're looking for the team that can chase Harvard, right? The team that if Harvard slips up against Princeton or if Harvard slips up down the road, maybe at a a road game against Columbia or even a last game against Yale, Yale has to stay kind of in this thing at one loss. Penn's got the same philosophy. Look, we got to get them to get that one loss. We got to just keep pace. Whoever loses this game, and this is not an outrageous statement with five games to play, whoever loses this game is out of the Ivy League championship conversation. They're done. There, I, you, I don't think that Harvard's losing, okay? But even if we say they're going to get one loss, there's no way Harvard's losing two of the last five games. It's just not going to happen, okay? So you start to look at this and you start to say, yeah, this is an elimination game. Yale can still get back into this game, and so can Penn because they both have head-to-heads, right? Um, but this is an elimination game. Yale's back at home. I think they're going to play well. Uh, Grooms has been fantastic, okay? But Sane's been really good too. Toss-up game. Yale will be favored. I'm not sure if I want to go near this one. 
Brown, Cornell. Brown coming off of a big win. They could have that emotional letdown. Cornell can't win at home for some reason, right? And, and Wilcox is just on another level right now. He really is taking over. In five games, he's got 1,733 yards. I mean, you know what the formula is for Brown. They are going to come in here. They're going to throw, 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 and then throw some more. And the thing is, is that while Cornell has a dual-threat quarterback, they like to throw as well. So in a shootout, I'm taking Brown to have more points in that shootout. And then you got Columbia against Dartmouth. Columbia's been playing really well. They can't get over the, the, the hump. Dartmouth coming home. They look bad. I want to see Columbia get over that hump. I do. I want to see Columbia get over that hump. I'm kind of rooting for Columbia to sort of break through in one of these spots and get over the hump. I don't know if it's going to be on the road. I think if Columbia does break through and eventually gets that 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 nice win, you have to look at Columbia doing it probably at home. And you look at them and you go, well, next two weeks at Startmouth and then at Yale, then Harvard. No, the Brown game at home is their last home game or maybe Cornell on the road. Maybe those are the spots where very potentially they could break through. Don't think it's going to be this week. I do like Harvard. I think that Harvard's going to get some respect, okay? But they are still going on the, hey, we should be a top-10 team. We're not getting any respect. It's going to be a great game this week. I really do believe it's going to be a separation week here in the Ivy Leagues, and next week we're going to kind of start talking about where these guys sit and really who has a chance, unless, of course, Princeton knocks out of Harvard, but then at level, levels the playing field. All right, guys, enjoy your Ivy League week. I'm Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.